Um, something is going on for some reason. It's not letting me.
Hey everyone, welcome to Women in Power Wednesday. I'm your host, Teresa Scudder, the founder of Kingdom Women Enterprise. And today I have my two trusty sidekicks with me. As always, my daughter, Niasia Reeves. Hey. Who is our COO and my sister, Lisa Scudder, who is a director of committees here at Kingdom Women Enterprise. And we have a special guest with us. We have Liza Ramirez. Ooh, How you doing today, Ms. Liza? Not too bad. I'm doing not too bad. Blessed. But since this is your first time with us, introduce yourself to uh, our people here on Facebook. Well, well, hi, Facebook. My name is Liza Ramirez, <laughs> and uh, I am married with seven children. Um, I have 13 grandkids. I am a leader at Celebrate Recovery. Um, I am currently working for myself, self-employed, and, and uh, listening to God, trying to be obedient to God's word. That's who I am. You know, I just want to rewind back a little bit to the seven children, because I have four, and they were driving me crazy. So I don't know how you did with seven. And you said you got 13. <laughs> and you said you got 13 grandkids. I already have three, which two of them is with me constantly. And I'll be like pulling my hair out. So I don't know how, how you I still got mine, girl. Look. So I, I have to, to wear a wig because I don't pull mine all out because they be driving me crazy all the time. Oh, there was some times. Yeah. And, it's not, it's not the, and it's not the grandbabies, it's the older ones, you know, the mm. older children. But that's another story. And that's don't, another topic for another time. Our lives. Right now, we're right. going to talk about how them grandchildren and how them babies got here. Because today, our topic is let's talk about sex. <laughs> like Salt and Pepper said back in the day. <laughs> well, before we start, if you haven't already, please like it, share it, leave a comment to get the word out, to share it with someone who might want to talk about yes. this topic, especially of being believers, because in the churches, you know, sex is not really talked about unless it's right. being demonized, you know what I mean? Right, right. right. <laughs> it is spread it out to your fellow believers and brothers and sisters in christ who want to talk about the hot stuff <laughs> right and this is not they hot topics but it ain't Wendy Williams hot topics this is Kena Women Prize hot topics but before we get started again check out my daughter lashes don't she look pretty, look yeah. pretty. you better watch out you know yeah. She better watch out. That husband better not see her with the lashes. Okay. okay. I went to go visit Liza last week and I had straightened my hair that day. And tell me why I was leaving now. Chris was like, where are you going? I'm like, what do you mean? Well, why are you all dressed up and who you about to go see dressed looking like that? I was like, boy, you so crazy. <laughs> I just better know if y'all, you know, anything happened, y'all need to uh, blast some music because I do live in the same house of y'all people. So, so I'm just saying, be mindful of the people that surround you, okay? Because a mother should not hear certain things from a child of hers. I don't care how grown they so, I'm just saying. Until all the children and all the old people are asleep, okay? We know to wait. Okay, that's right. We wait till you hear that. 
you, you know I'm down for the count. I'm just saying, I don't want to hear it or run into it. Praise the Lord. I don't, I don't think the heart can take it. All right. I already got the breathing problem. I don't need a heart problem. Amen. Okay. I'm just saying. I think, Lord, I've never had, like, ran into you getting it all. Not in the vine has. They said they walked in on you before, but I haven't. That's I what happens when you got nosy kids. I mean, it's late. <laughs> Why are you in my room coming in my door when it's late? If it's the door is closed, <laughs> don't come and knock him. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> supposed to be in the bed. Why are you walking in my room? Okay. That's what I'm just saying. So praise the Lord. So if you ran across something that you shouldn't have seen, you shouldn't have been coming in my room without knocking first. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Glad it just wasn't my experience. Amen. I'm just Amen. saying what I'm saying. But right now, y'all can come into my room all you want because ain't nothing happening in this room. <laughs> this bed is empty as you see right now, all the time. 24 hours and seven days, except for the Lord Jesus. And that's, that's right. Watch over okay, me as I sleep. Okay. All right. So, as I said, today's topic is called Let's Talk About Sex. And we're going to start this topic off with Lisa. Surprise. Lisa Scudder. Lisa Scudder, come on here. Unmute, unmute your phone so you go on in here in this conversation. Okay, don't be sitting over here trying to talk to you. Lisa. All right. I don't know why you want to start with me. Because <laughs> you was like, why y'all talking about sex? Who want to talk about sex? All right. You know, it's a lot of things going on here. For one thing, you know, God honors sex because that is the way that he told us to be fruitful and to multiply the earth and, and bring forth children in our seed because that's how we was producing the image of him through right. activities with our husbands and wives. I also noticed that in the Bible, as I was looking up this subject here, I've wow. noticed that it mentioned sex like 70 times in the Bible. 29 of it is in Leviticus. I noticed. Leviticus talks a lot about sex. What was happening in Leviticus? In Leviticus is because they were talking about all the ways not to be having sex. Don't have sex with this. Don't have sex with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex in your room and don't have it on hat. I, I, I think a lot of people skip Leviticus. I don't. I think they skip Leviticus and move on to the other chapters because I don't think a lot of people read Leviticus at all. Don't have it with a moose. Don't have it with, with nothing. <laughs> it ain't. I guess that's why they. I guess that's why they skipped it, huh? Because it was a a whole lot of do not do's. Don't do it with your daddy. Don't do it with your grandpa. <laughs> don't do it with your mother or your stepmama anybody other than your wife <laughs> I'm telling you well it, first that is one of, it's honorable in God I say but only between marriage you know right. a cup, anything outside of it is called sin it's called adultery fornication however you want to put it but then <clears throat> you know looking and studying certain things, I was looking, I mean, Corinthian, how the Lord was telling them, like, you, when, even when you marry, when we fast and consecrate ourselves, I used to 
you know, used to think that, oh, when you when you consecrating yourself and everything, you shouldn't be having sex because, you know, you everything supposed to be pure, holy, and you're not supposed to be doing anything. This supposed to be focusing in on God. You, you know, your body, getting your mind, your spirit right. But in Corinthians, it tells you that even doing consecration, that you only supposed to separate yourself from your mate for a time because, you know, that no one be tempted, you know, and be be ready to go do things that they shouldn't do. So when it comes to sex, even, you know, just reading that made me think that, you know, it was a real high priority when it came to, to the father when it's inside of the covenant. Mm-hmm. Right. And even in Hebrews, the word I tell you that the bed, the marriage bed is not defiled. You know, a lot of people talk about what you should do in a marriage bed, what you shouldn't do in a marriage bed. You know, I've, I've heard many people talk about there's different things you shouldn't do and, and what about this and what about that. But um, I had a teaching, I heard a teaching with uh, T.D. Jakes one time and he was like, well, you know, in Hebrew, God says that the marriage bed is not defiled. So really when it comes to that, it's really based on that couple and their agreement with the Lord that makes it if it's the foul or not the foul. Because you have all walks of life when they come together. Some people is not just, you know, they're not virgins when they get married. Most of us are not, you know. So you have experienced sexual activity outside of God's covenant and you pick up certain habits. Yeah, appetites. That, that, yeah. Might be pleasing you. So then, if you get with someone once you're saved, and and you and and that person get together, a lot of those things has to be talked about because what might be your appetite may not be my appetite. And if we're getting into a marriage covenant and a relationship, we have to be on agreement on things, you know. So. That's when that marriage covenant, you know, the bed is not defiled. It can still be defiled if both of you are not agreeing upon what right. you both like and what, you know, if you're willing to please each other appetite when it comes to, you know, having sex. So, and when it comes to me, it's like, you know, hey, at one time I just thought that it was very enjoyable. But right now, if you ask me, hey, what's the big fuss about it? <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you a question about that because you know, like you were saying, some people that haven't wasn't that you know may have enjoyed that before they have been married. Now, what would you say on this fact that, like, say if I was a virgin, even though everybody knows not, but if I was a virgin and my husband has been very sexually active, you know, in his past, and we get together and um. But I, I'm, I'm dumb to this, not not dumb to the fact that people have sex, but dumb to having sex, like never did it before, nothing. And he wants me to do some of these things that he might've seen on porn before. Cause you know, he was, before he got saved, he watched a lot of porn and everything else. And now he want me to do these things like them people do on the porn. What you, what you think about that? But I really think that's where the counseling come in before you get married, because we do, we might run into things like that, that one, most of the time it may be the female who does, I don't know, 
females that is really virgins when they get married, but sometimes it may be a female that is a virgin, like she's never experienced anything. And maybe she have met this man in church and, you know, and God is putting them together. But I really believe that if his appetite is that way, some of those things that it needs to be talked before him and her, you know, there need to be some counseling done there because if she's not willing or she's afraid or she don't really know or whatever. And I just really think that it needs to be talked out because if you ain't really expressing it before you get married or talking it out before you get married and then you get married, these are some of the things that do cause problems within the marriage because of the fact that either they wasn't truthful about their sexual appetite. Because right. sometimes people hold back. They don't want to say, baby, I'm a freak. You know, <laughs> I want to flip it and flap it. It's my I want to touch your finger. Yeah, some people don't want to. Or Dina Hara, freak in the morning, freak yeah. in the evening. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and some people are like that, you know. When it, you know, I'm gonna speak in my experience. It's like, no, don't be slapping me because you ain't my daddy. Don't be slapping my. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, yeah. like, I ain't no horse. You ain't like me to giddy up. Okay, yeah, because yeah. he got too into it. He's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> but Wait, this is. So, this Liza, is, I have a question for you though. Yes. What do you think about people like? Okay, they like. Okay, I'm saving myself for marriage and everything, but we do do oral. What do you think about that? Oh, no. um, I don't I don't think Earl, you're not. I was listening to something earlier about purity. You know what I mean? I, I'm going I'm, to I'm praying that that, you know, I have seven kids. Right. And my baby is 15. So because I started serving the Lord in my late 40s and started raising her up in the church, and trying to teach her better, I'm hoping that she has some purity in her life. You know what I mean? So that she can be raised up. And But I think oral sex uh, before marriage or before anything is, um, is not acceptable. I mean, for me today, I see it as no, no, no. But back, I don't even think I did that back then. I was scared. <laughs> how I got seven kids. We'll get to that later, though. <laughs> Okay, because you know, a lot of people do think that you know, even the, some people that's in church they be like, Oh, you know, it's, it's only a sin if we actually, you know, do it, do it. But you know, little Earl ain't gonna hurt nobody. Look at here, look at even here. the hands motion, the hand motion. I don't think that's uh, that. I think all that. What's the hand motion, Liza? What's that? You know, it's girl. She said, the word lies and be set free. Liza <laughs> <laughs> said a hand motion. The hand motion. This is hand motion, Liza. What are you talking about? When you do a therapy, you know. They're like therapists. What you say? What you say? Massages. What you say, Naeja? Is it like second base or third base? There might be second base. Second base, probably. The oral stuff is. Third base and then home run is, you know, on. Well, so I'm stuck on the hand motion. What is that? You give a timeout? What is what that? I'm trying to think. What are you talking about? It's second base. Hand it's motion? It, no. You know, when you're, when, you know, when you're playing with. 
Holding Are you up. talking about masturbation? Masturbation. There you oh, go. Oh, those hair moments. And we get masturbating other people, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay, Not amongst okay. yourself, but others. Yes. Okay. Right. 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 I, I don't think that's good before marriage, anyways. I mean, I don't. I that's don't like think when you're in marriage and you masturbate. No. Well, then this is my thing. With my, this is this is my thing with that, and I can say that because talk about this because this was an issue in our in um, me and Chris's marriage um, when it came to intimacy with one another, having past you know sex addictions. Me and him both battled with um, porn addictions and things like that. When it came to us being intimate with each other, it became a struggle at first because we were used to self-satisfaction. Stimulation. So yeah. it was, it, it made intimacy selfish because it was about us getting our rocks off or whatever. Right. Instead of connecting and enjoying with one another. And then with some people, if they masturbated for so long, um, it gets to a point where sometimes it will even be hard for them to get off doing it the other way because it takes too much time, too much attention to focus on the other person when they're just used to their being in their own thoughts and their fantasies. And things yeah. like this is how also like porn can, having um, porn addictions and stuff like that and not discussing that thing with your, your spouse before getting married because it can become an issue in your marriage when you're used to fantasizing and mm -hmm. a certain thing or whatever and then you're that expect expectation because sometimes our imagination can be more real to us than our reality so when you're when you're in that reality and it's not performing at the capacity that your imagination does because most most sex even when when for both male and women but especially for women when it comes to us even having or you know orgasms and stuff like that most of it is mine you know it's most of it is imagination and you know hearing each other and you know all getting all aroused from that and that is really what pushes us to the it you know to the edge more than actual the physical part you know kind of thing so it when, wasn't for me it was all physical <laughs> with that person right you are imagining what it was going to be like what no, it's going to feel like what right. you know what you want him to do to you ways you want him to touch you and all that and you okay you no. know and, and then Especially after, you know, especially if it was good afterwards. Now yeah. you're living it in your thoughts later on in the day. Like, so you was like Missy Elliott, touch it, bring it, flip it, turn it. You know, what you said, Lisa? Wait, wait, all that. What you said, Lisa? <laughs> I never understood. Even when I was 
a sinner, to be honest. Like, sex was not so, like, it wasn't something that was so powerful for me. It, even when I was a sinner and just having sex, I was I was always, like, restrained when it came to certain things. Or I was always, like, you know, oh, I just can't have sex just to be having it. You know, yo, you know, no, 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 no. It, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm hot. I just want to have sex. I've never been that type of person. So even when I was doing it and, and being sinful in it, it still had to mean something. Like you had to be a person that, you know, you meant something to me for me to want to give it to you. I just didn't give it to you just because you wanted it. It was like, no, you got to mean something to me. So if you didn't mean anything to me, then I wasn't willing to offer it to you. And even as I got older and even got born again and really started looking into the word of God when it came to sex, even when I was a sinner, it was like, you, you say the wrong thing to me. It, it was like, oh no, because I never liked for a man to, to treat me or look at me as it was just, I'm only good enough for my body to you. You, you know, like I had to mean more than just, you just wanted sex from me. So if that, that was your turn on to me, you know, you just want the body, then you turned me off because I felt like I was more than just, you know, good for just sex. Let me ask so, you a question though. Would y'all say that sex is, like for those that have like a, what they call a high sex drive or a high sexual appetite, would you say it's a generational thing, spiritual thing, um, demonic thing? What what would you say it is? I, I can <clears throat> be all three because most people who have like some type of sex addiction and things like that often if you look at their history they had some kind of um abuse or experienced some kind of trauma or sexual trauma mm -hmm. um and 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 it produced a sexual appetite right. or, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that you know um and you know even from even for uh myself you know most people who have some kind, especially if they have some kind of like sex fetish or uh, distinct sexual appetites for certain things, a lot of times it can be traced back to some kind of childhood trauma or some kind of sexual abuse or some way that they were exposed to some kind of, you know, molestation or something in their, in their, their youth, mm -hmm. right? then it can be generational. If you're in an environment where that is just what's around you all the time, you know, your mommy and your daddy was hot and spicy, hot and spicy and stuff. And you used to seeing it, and it's all around you all the time. You know, you will develop a curiosity or a desire for it, you know, kind of thing, because that's, you know, what you've seen. And then of course, you know, demonic, the things that you watch. So you could have grown up good environment, never been touched before or anything like that. But then you get exposed to, to you know, pornography and or things on the television that is very high in sexual content and it awakens 
that desire in you. It awakens it. And now you have an appetite and it can become an addiction. Because I remember watching um, this testimony of this guy who grew up in a small, I think like town in Kansas or Oklahoma or something like real country. All right. And so he they said, well, they got me real country. Boy next door kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. On a farm, something. And they went to the church and that was it kind of lifestyle. And so he wanted to be an actor and he moved to California, but it didn't, wasn't going the way that he expected. And I mean, he was a good looking guy and a girl came up to him and asked him, um, you know, would you like to make, you know, real money? And pretty much that's how he got involved with the porn industry. Mm. And he, he, he never, he was still a virgin he wasn't out there like that or whatever the case might be. And, you know, he did it. And he said he felt so gross and degraded that the money didn't even matter at that point. But it mm. was like, he got locked up in that contract. And it was like, once, he, you know, it's like, he already did it. And it's like, you know, it's already out there and there, he couldn't take that back. And so he went on continuing to be a a sex worker for, you know, years or whatever, to the point where he got like, was supposed to be getting like an award for. Wow. And the day he was supposed to accept his, you know, reward, he had a broke, uh, a mental breakdown. He said he couldn't, he couldn't. Wait a minute, my my thing is, okay, he wasn't sexual active he got into porn he didn't like it but he was so good at his job that he gave him a award for it yeah and he was talking about how like they they all the pumping of drugs into them and stuff like that to get the sometimes they try to relax them i cannot imagine especially being a woman and just letting someone plowing to me for two days straight yeah it's crazy. you know yeah, and i not have any kind of emotional connection to them and stuff and like but that's what drugs like, like two like 200 people in there people shining lights on you and all kind of and you're like animals that they're meeting together kind of thing or whatever just to get a hour you know, an hour or 30 minute or 20 minute, like scene for, for mm-hmm. someone to enjoy, you know, and literally they get to a place where once you're, once you've been out there and stuff like that, and your name is associated with that, uh, people don't want to hire you for anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I know that gotta be hard for somebody that let's say, you know, you're not saving anything. And you went down that line and then you wind up receiving Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. And you get saved. And those things are out there, like the 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 movies or pictures and books and stuff you did, you know, those are things that, you know, is out there that people can see. And yeah, watch. But it comes a time when we all have had it, we all have had a life in the past. True. And you belong in God to know that. Whatever I did back there, I ain't know what I was doing. So hey, that was that was Lisa back then. I don't know. Right. 
I don't even know that. But who that girl? I don't know her. You're like that wasn't Lisa. That was um, my that daughter. Was, that, my daughter. <laughs> that was that was sexual chocolate, not Lisa. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was sexual chocolate. <laughs> Milky Way chocolate or whoever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Now, I know you ladies was reading in Solomon. So, you know, what's up with Solomon? Yeah. Okay, so like, this is my thing, right? Solomon be Everything, like, God really wanted us to have sex. Because, <laughs> like, even when, like, with the verse that Alisa read, like, Literally, he tells you to have sex three different times in three different ways. <laughs> Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. So pretty much he just like, get it on, get it on some more, and get it on again. <laughs> Down to the, to the, to the basic. <laughs> okay, do it, do it some more, and then do it again. Do it, do it, and doing it well. <laughs> like LL Cool J said. Do it so the whole earth is filled. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. And if you look back then in the biblical days, they had big families. Yes. You can't tell me they wasn't about sex when all they was doing was humping all the time. They ain't had TV or cell phones. All they had was each other. They said not on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, they rested. Okay, yeah. that was a day of rest. So they didn't do anything on the Sabbath. The rest of the week, they was humping. <laughs> but look, Solomon was very smooth when it came to marriage and the bride and the groom. You know, he just, he was poetic. And Solomon, the way he talked to you was like, you'd be like, okay. Because he was just beautiful. Well, in Solomon story. had a lot of women that he had That's to please. Right. Okay. Well, so you know Solomon had game because I mean he had to keep a thousand women satisfied. And so three hundred he, he had to have some tenacity, <laughs> some energy, and he had to be good. You know, he, he was the good. first, he was the first one that had sister wives. <laughs> <That> <laughs> He had was the first, wives he was the first one thing. that had sister wives because it was a lot of women. Right. But yeah, when yeah. I was reading some, some of the... Um, but you know that fell on him from his father, David, because David loved women too. He was very mm. lucky. You know, not only did David have to encourage himself in the Lord, Solomon did too, because he had to have some courage because to go back to those women fell off too because of the fact that you know, Solomon had that lustness and he fell off. He started doing things that wasn't right, you know, and he lost his anointing. Vagina, that's what was happening. He was, he, he, he was, said, they doing me and I'm doing them and we doing it. <laughs> we doing it and doing it well. Okay. Either that girl got me wide open right now. <laughs> Oh, can't stay out of her bed. Look, it was a movie with Queen Latifah, and I forget the actor name, but he said to her, you got me straight up tripping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you something. So I was reading these songs of Solomon, right? Yeah. And this man, he, he said it was so good, he had to write a song about it. 
he would he be talking that stuff and them girls now, be talking that stuff too. Look, if you read seven, he starts off in the eighth, all right, this is the sixth verse. He says, how fair and how pleasure you are, oh love, with your delightful, with, with your delightness. He said, the stature of yours is like a palm tree, okay? And your breast is like its cluster. Okay, now Solomon, you you know we could we can. She was it. very busty. Yes, <laughs> and full. <laughs> so he liked them busty. <laughs> he, he was forever talking about some boobs. Okay, yeah, Solomon loved the boobies, man. He was always even when he was talking to his sons about the type of woman to go after. He was like fondle, don't fondle some strange woman's breast. Fondle your own wife's breasts. <laughs> 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 oh, just fondle those titties, okay? Somebody must have been nursing for a long time when they were little. He, yeah, he was on the mommy boobies for a while. He, he was said, always talking about something. He said the boobies was the best place of a woman. You could rest there so nice and comfortable, you know? <laughs> Solomon was it. He no, was it. Let me tell you. Solomon, Solomon talked that stuff, right? But them girls was giving it right back to him, okay? Mm. Now, since we were talking about third base, right? What is third right. base? We're talking. This is the, the oral stuff. And see, that's why I say like the whole oral sex before, it's still, it's oral sex. It's still sex. Yes, like, I agree. You know, it's it is. Like, it's, it's not, it's, it not is. Kissing. it's sex. You're, yeah. you're gentle toes. When, once your gentle toes come involved, once your reproductive system's parts are involved, it becomes sex. I agree. Yeah. No exactly. No matter what kind of part you want to put in it, or weird things you want to put in it. Once it involves the gentle toast, it becomes sex. Well, oral sex, you know, they figured they not they are not actually having sex sex. And they're not using and they figured they're not using like toys or anything like that. So yes, they, they are. So, they're, they're using their mouths as toys. I penetrating a woman. They said they were thirsty. It doesn't right. matter. Because if that's the case, even when it comes to, you know, homosexuality, okay, they do the same thing. And what did what did you very what, much what, sex is exactly it's very much sex. So it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's oral, whatever. It's two people together, and then you strapping something on to act like you the man. I don't know, but all I know is <laughs> I might say you know a lot about this, don't you, Lisa? Well, she's been reading. No, <laughs> I see. She's been studying. I really didn't know, but then I started wondering, especially when it, you know, because um, I mean, I'm not trying to like bash anyone, but I just didn't, you know, to me, I just don't understand it, but I know it's just a spirit, you know, but I just didn't understand, you know, why I would be so attracted to a woman, but then still be wanting to use body parts that's like a man 
to please her. So my whole thing is, you know, that's a whole nother subject. It's not that they don't like penis. They just don't like the male personality that comes. But I'm saying it's because they have a problem with the male itself. Like even, you know, the male was either something dominating to them or did something to them that it caused them not to like the male figure. But me, myself, I mean, like whatever you feel like this woman can do, I mean, the man could do it better. He just got it all quick there. So I mean, I, I don't know if it's all that because you have to also think about the ones that women that consider themselves to be dykes, the, the male figure of that relationship, you know, cause they the one that's doing the strapping on and things like that too. So, uh, you know, like I said, that's a whole nother story to get into. We gonna, uh, let's just go back to what we were talking about. Liza, so what you got to say about Solomon? Yeah, he was doing a lot of talking and a lot of touching. <laughs> He was saying he was saying a lot of stuff too. Yes. Um, but but I wanted to go back go back a little bit about that oral sex and stuff because it is to me it, it is sex is sex. And then I wanted to talk about real quick about you know my husband um, before he came home he was a truck driver right and before we got really started serving the Lord we were doing a lot of things that we don't do anymore because once you start getting once. I start getting into God's word. I felt convicted about doing some of the things that we thought were fun. Um, mm -hmm. So some of those things um, we stopped doing because I was like, it doesn't feel right. And he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know how men are now. They, they don't care. They just... They, <laughs> They just want to do that, but um, but if they said that the if, if in the word it says that the marriage bed is not a defiled bed, it's, so you could do it as long because this is what we just talked about earlier. If you and him agreed upon doing whatever it is that you wanted to do, or that you know he suggested, he brought it to you, and those some things that y'all used to do before you got saved. Is there a real issue for you to do those things now that y'all say as long as y'all, long as you say, okay, well, let's go ahead and do it. tell you why it's still the following the marriage bed. Because that you want it because you did it with someone else. So you're bringing. No, this is things that they, I'm saying this is things that they were doing before they got saved. Okay. This is, first of all, they was out of, they was already out of order, right? Right, but now that they both say, but listen, I'm quite sure if they didn't lose their virginity to each other, no. So what they're doing is bringing their relational, their soul ties and relationship relationship things and their appetites from other relationships into their marital bed. And, and I think you are, and I think you're absolutely right. It's true. Because I if believe. they had not seen it, nor did they go through that with someone else, they wouldn't want it. They only have an appetite with, for it because they did it with someone else. So you're wanting your spouse to perform with what someone else did. I'm, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying this. She said <clears throat> when her and her, hus her and her husband was together, they, they wasn't saved at this time, but they were together. They were married. 
And they did some things together to have fun, discuss how they sex life together when, but it's dumb. This is things that they want, they were doing before they got saved. Then they got saved and they, you know, they received Jesus Christ in their life and they Lord and Savior. Now she was saying that she don't feel right doing these things that they were doing before they got saved. And that before they got saved, but but that she began to get convicted. So mm-hmm. evidently the Holy Spirit was letting her know some of the things that you guys are doing, you're doing it because it's an appetite, something that you got from outside of your marriage that you're bringing in here that isn't right because they're they're satisfied with what they're doing now. They're still having sex. It's not like she's like, oh, well, me and trust me, her and her husband getting it on. <laughs> so they actually got seven kids. No, those are not my husbands, though. That's why that's why okay. they just probably saying that. And she's right. She hit it right on the head because I brought pornography into my marriage, my okay. relationship. I brought toys into our relationship. Okay. When this marriage, when this relationship began, it was all about sex, baby. That's all I wanted <laughs> in this relationship. I didn't okay. want a relationship because you know, I just wanted in the growing growing up and where I come from, um, it was about sex. I've seen my aunt cheat on my uncle and my uncle's cheating on my aunt. And that's that's just how we got around, right? That's that's what I was taught. I was taught instead of how to love my myself and how to, you know, give myself to my husband or wasn't raised in church. It was about who can get over who and how we can get over them. And it was about cheating. It was all about cheating. So growing up, that's all I saw. It was about cheating, you know? So when I got got into the relationship with my first baby daddy, because I got three baby daddies. Oh, my God. first relationship, um, I was 14. I was a virgin. I All I wanted to be was loved. And sex was attached to love. I always I thought that... If he loved me, then he want to have sex with me. And we're going to have sex. That means he loves me. And mm-hmm. I was misled my, you know, my whole life. So, so when that relationship didn't work out, I moved on to the next guy and I knew that he loved me and we were doing, you know, we were, of course we were having sex. We had three more kids, you know what I mean? Um, and then he passed. And then the guy that I got with um, prior to marrying my husband he he brought some stuff to the table. Uh, he was like Solomon, I think. I mean, he had some men. I mean, some women, not men. He had some women, and and he was he had eyes to like lust over women too. And I'm like, I never felt good enough for him, you know. And that relationship, needless to say, didn't work out. But he brought some stuff to the table. So now mm-hmm. I got all these things in my head about what sex and love is supposed to look like with still no mm-hmm. fine definitions, no, no word in my life, no nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So when I met my husband and, and Naisha, she, she hit it right on top of the head because I brought all that stuff, all that garbage and some good stuff too, I think, um, <laughs> and combined it together and had this relationship based on stuff that I knew from the past. Yeah. So, so when the man went over the road, I was still masturbating and doing things to satisfy myself because he wasn't here. 
And, 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 you know, before we had all the zoom and stuff, you know, um, there was some other things, how we communicated, um, and did sex over the phone and he's doing him and I'm doing me and we're doing it together. You know, the, right. we're writing, right mm -hmm. through the, through the phone, I guess, <laughs> but, you know, at the, at, after we got saved and he went back over the road and I'm trying to walk a godly life, trying to do the best that I can, I got spoke to mm -hmm. throw those toys in the garbage. Yes. Let me ask you a question. You said something that, that, you know, just hit me because, you know, now that you're saved, and you marry, say you say, because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we know, we know people always say we shouldn't have sex before marriage. I got that. Okay. But now I'm married. So some people may say, okay, you know, my husband way or whatever. And he called me up. Is it wrong that we have phone sex? We married yeah. now. Mm -mm. I could never get into that. <laughs> no, let me tell you. It's good. It's good. You know, it's the like, sex before the sex. It's the foreplay before foreplay. the sex. Okay. Yes. And it no. is very biblical. Look, we no, might look. they might not have they might not have phones, but let me tell you something. Solomon and this this lady here, okay, they was talking <laughs> that talk to one another. Okay. Yeah, I'ma just I'm gonna just read what they were saying to one another, okay? Oh girl. He was they talking was talking that talk, okay. And Solomon was talking that talk and she was talking back. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but, so right but, in Solomon four, right? But I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start at Solomon's favorite part when he starts talking about breasts. <laughs> is it is it Solomon's favorite part or is it not Asia's favorite no, part? No, it's Solomon's <laughs> favorite part because Solomon always talking about breasts. You going, you and breasts involved in it. He said what 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 um chapter? Solomon chapter four. 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 Okay. Four. 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 I will get to the mountain of myrrh and the hill of frankincense to him whom my soul adores. He exclaimed, oh, my love, how beautiful you are. There yeah. is no flaw in you. Come away with me from Labadon, my promised bride. Come with me from Labadon. See, they ain't even married yet. They about to get... He's like, I'm about to marry you, and this is the things I'm thinking about doing to you, girl. Depart <laughs> <laughs> so from the top of uh, whatever this place is, from the peaks of Sinai and Hermon, from the lion's den, from the mountains of the leopards. You have mm -hmm. ravished my heart and given me courage, my sister. Mm -hmm. My promised bride, you have ravished my heart and given me courage with one look from your eyes. I like the way you look mm -hmm. at Girl, with one jewel of your necklace he talked the talk is your love my sister my promise bride how much better is your love than wine and mm -hmm. the fragrance of your ointments than mm -hmm. all spices your lips 
Oh, my mm -hmm. promised bride, drop honey as the honeycomb. honeycomb. Honey and milk are under your tongue, and the odor of your garment is like the odor of Lebanon. A garden enclosed and barred is my sister, my promised bride, a spring shut up, a fountain sealed. I mean, she got all the fluids I need. Your shoes are, your shoes are an orchid, a pomegranate, or a paradise with precious fruit, henna with spikenard plants, spikenard and saffron and calamus and cinnamon and all the trees of frankincense and myrrhs and aloes with all- My thing is, how did he know all this? She got all this before Girl, they even got married. so good. You smelling so good. Now <laughs> listen here, right? Cause she about to talk this, she about to talk back to him, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she is a fountain so he said you are a fountain spring up in a garden a well of living waters and flowing mm. streams you got girl you flowing with streams i know it <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and this is what she said to you well you have called me a garden she said oh huh? i pray that the cold north wind and the soft south wind may blow huh? upon my garden mm -mm. Mm -mm. Blow on me, honey. Listen, 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 right? That its spices may flow out in abundance for you in whom my soul delights. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat all his choicest fruits. Mm -hmm. They were foreplaying. That was some foreplay. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, Talk that talk. Talk that talk. <laughs> he told he was, he know how that that's how you talk to somebody. <laughs> right? Now, hey girl, hey girl, you got a big booty. They he know. Said, he, he said, girl, oh, you smell like the cinnamon, you smell like all the spices, and I just want to look on you. Do you <laughs> <laughs> what you say, Lisa? But look, that's what Moses said to uh what was her name? The one that was in love with her. In the Ten Commandments, um, it was your skin what was her is, name? The one that uh, uh, I can't name, think of her name. I can't I, think of her name. The one that he was in love with, Nefertiti. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not for Moses. He talked oh, about Moses. Oh, Moses. No, it wasn't his name. Zipporah. That was his wife's name. No, Nefertiti. before he got married, before he before he got married, him and um, the, Egypt. the Egyptian woman was in yeah. love with one another. Her name was Zipporah. You talk about Moses. Yes, Jethro's daughter. Her name was Zipporah. No, not the one he married. Before he got married. There was, she was only one woman that Moses was with. Marrying, but she was in love with Moses. Right. Before he got before he got ran off into I the never, wilderness and married Jeffro's daughter, there was another woman that him and Ramsey both was in love. That's the one that Ramsey wound up marrying. Him and Ramsey I, both was in love with her. Wasn't it? It wasn't Nefertiti. It was something. Somebody I forget made. her name. She was. He told her too. You may have the skin of milk like the something he was saying stuff like that to her too i said you know they always and your hair may be silk like the like they believe the, in metaphors back in the day didn't they it was so cool. but you know what it's just because english is such an 
an ugly language because even in other like languages the way that they say things Thanks, like yeah. it's very poetic yes very, very poetic. Detailed and, and we just so plain and boring <laughs> <laughs> no it's Look, people get plain and boring he done got all hot with Solomon talk about her breasts. <laughs> he liked the boobies. She want him to explore her garden, okay? You said, <laughs> you said explore her garden. Explore, explore <laughs> like you Dora the Explorer, she said, okay? But, <laughs> but swipe but no swiping. Listen, but back to saying uh, sex with your spouse and be unashamed. Yeah. And be unashamed. You know, Genesis 2, you know, it says that, you know, that a man gonna leave his mother and his father and, and he's gonna be in it with his wife. They're gonna become one. They're gonna cleave to one another. That means pursue. He's gonna pursue after her, right? And they're gonna become one flesh. They're gonna get it on and that they was naked and not embarrassed <laughs> nor ashamed. So I... This is this is this is the thing that you're not afraid, huh? Having sex with your spouse is first of all with your spouse, it's the only person that you can have sex with, right? And it be familiar and you can explore new things and you feel comfortable and safe. That person knows you, they know your body. You know each other's body. You know what make each other tick. And so you know you're familiar with one another. But then you can also explore new things with one another and explore why your body's changing and things like that. Explore new things with one another. Try new things and be familiar and it be safe and have fun with it. Where you're you not think gonna it's better for you to wait. Be with that person that God has for you. Be married and explore and take that journey together. Learn each other together and take the journey and exploring things together with one another. Yeah. And, I, and I get what you say because, you know, a lot of times when you have premarital sex and things like that, you know, they always say, whoever you sleep with, you sleep with that person, that person slept with, and so on. And it is a deeper connection when, once you get married. Because that's why the Bible says y'all come as one. Because it is a, a spiritual thing as well. You know, and when you're not saved and you're sleeping with other people that, that you're not married to or that you're involved with, that you're dating or whatever, you know, outside of that, you also have to think about when you're in relationships that that God did not give you and that you're just going on with life, you know, and if you're messing with this, this man or this woman and then that relationship don't work out, then you move on to the next person and then that relationship don't work out. How many soul ties that you wind up with that you realize that, that you're not realizing that you are connecting yourself to that you should not be connecting yourself to when you're because you're not married but you're constant but you're sleeping with this person then you wind up sleeping with that person then you wind up sleeping with this person yeah. you and know a lot of times we struggle with that because we don't see like we don't see why 
it's so important for us not to have sex with people before getting married. Like if I love the person, we're in a relationship, we care about one another, what's the problem, right? We don't- But see- we engaged, we about to get married. So right. what's the so difference? I see what the issue is. So one thing I've realized, there's two things that I realized. The reason why it's important not to have sex before marriage. First one is because God is trying to save you from bad memories. Because mm. your your bad is just imagine the first person you were with and you were in love with. How much patience, how much kinder, more understanding, gentle you were with that person. No matter how insane and how many bad things they did you had a lot more tolerance a lot more patience and then think about people you dated after that person just the smallest glimpse that remind you of anything that they did you shut it down quickly like i'm not about to do that again you immediately got turned off you lost your patience over time you lost your kindness over time you lost your sense of compassion and understanding over time so you trying to say that every person that you with that you that you connect yourself to you lose a little piece of yourself in each one of those relationships because and it's like because those memories of things that you experience anything that reminds you of that you don't give that the nice person that fear and open clean slate like that first person had because it's not that had entire experience outside uh, right my did a teaching on that and she was saying that we as women don't realize that every time you sleep with a man he's he is depositing something in you but every time the man sleep with you, you're, you're withdrawing out of him. So you're withdrawing, but he's depositing. And she, when she first came out, she had the book, No More Sheets. And she was talking about that in soul with Miles Monroe with their soul ties. And that's where the soul ties come in because every time you get with someone, he is depositing whatever it is in you that when you this is what Jesus said to the woman in the Bible. You've been married five times. And the one you with now is not even your husband. Because every mm-hmm. person, they had left something in her, but she wasn't married to none of them. But she was married because spiritually, she had then attached herself to these different men. So now that you're ready to draw from me, which is the well that you need, the well of, of, of life, now you're not going to need that no more because I'm gonna come in and clean up all of that Amen. that you that you done got with, and I'm gonna get rid of all of that that they done put in you that wasn't nourishing for you, that didn't edify you, didn't build you. But I'm gonna give you the water. I'm gonna give you the living water. Let us drink from you, Lord. That's right. When it comes into you, and so those things that we do when we are out there before to know God and we're giving ourselves over to it. A lot of those things has to be broken over our life. You know, I was, um, I, I, my first love was my son's father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I went through a lot of little changes with him and my son was grown, you know, and I was praying one day 
you know, having my prayer time with the Lord and everything. And, you know, the Holy Spirit said to me, I'm breaking it off for you. So I'm looking around like, who he talking to? You, I knew it was, I knew it was the Holy Spirit talking to me. He said, I'm breaking it for you. And I was saying in my mind, breaking what, Lord? I haven't seen this man since I had my son. My son was grown. So I'm like, breaking what? He said, I'm breaking the tie with you and him. Because I didn't realize that even though me and this man had not seen each other for over 20 years, my, my son was grown, that there was still a hole he had on me spiritually that mm. I didn't even know. And when the Lord told me, he, I felt it when he broke it. I felt it in me when he broke it and I had to cry because I didn't even know it was still there. It was like, who? Excuse the expression, what? You know, who? That, that, you know, what? But yeah, because that's how I'm like, who? I don't even think about this, but it was still there and I didn't know. And mm -hmm. I was praying and the Lord said, I'm breaking it off. And I felt it when he broke it off of me. And I had to cry and tell the Lord, thank you. Because sometimes we have things in our life that are still holes on us and that we don't even know. But when we true. presence, sometimes God will, he will bring them up out of us and be like, see, that's still there. It got to be broken. Oh, look, you still got this there. But we don't really know because of the fact that we figure, oh, we don't forgot about them and we don't think about them no more. But they had deposited something in us that has is still rooted in us that we don't even know. Is so that when, the reason why people like when the relationships end, it's so hard for sometimes for people to let go of a relationship? You know, like you you're not with that person no more or but, anything else. And you could be into your next relationship, but then if you see that person with somebody else, you still feel a certain kind of way. Yeah, but see, that, goes, that goes for the second reason that I was going to get to. The second reason is because every time we have sex with someone, and this is scientifically, you know, it talks about it biblically, but this is also science for those who are non-believers who still don't be like, oh, I still don't see the issue with having sex, you know, it's just sex. Even scientifically, it says every time that you have sex with someone, when you have sex with someone, you release a chemical that causes mm -hmm. bind, to bond, yeah. with it's a bonding agent. It's just like with other animals and stuff like that to help them to um to to connect and and um and be united with with uh, this is like why animals though they might not have marital ceremonies like alligators and stuff like that they're still life bonded to one another because when we have sex we release a chemical that binds that that helps us to bond with mm -hmm. the person we have sex with now the issue is right the more we have sex with with an individual and the more individuals we have sex with the weaker that bond gets so if you have a lot of sex with different people before you actually reach your spouse that bonding agent isn't as strong as it was 
when you originally first had sex. That's why a lot of times, even if like the first person you had sex with wasn't somebody you were emotionally really into, if you had sex with them, you still feel some kind of connection to them or some kind of sense of loyalty, or you might even find that y'all still really close friends. It's because that bonding agent. I break the ties and he cut the cord. My brother said cut it. And I cut every cord that I ever had a relationship. Mm. Married or Cut like an umbilical cord. <laughs> yes. Come they, out of my, come I, out of my wound. Disconnect from my wound. It's over and I write it, then I stamp it. Bam, that is over. Cut it, cut it. No. Because so you I really have to go to a really, you have to really get with the Lord and do, you do. a true oh, wait, cleansing. Our, our scientists dropped, dropped those scientific bars on us. So what she say? She said it's called neurotransmitters. Because yeah. yeah, I read that. Yes. So you get doped up. You get doped up. You do kind of get doped up because sometimes you get really stupid. Doped up. <laughs> that's why you have to go through that process too before you because sometimes you know you still are carrying the wounds and the hurt and the pain from one relationship I don't know I can only talk about me I can't talk about other people but for me it has always been a trigger for me that I could never go from one relationship to another one see I had to get over this one really and really be over this one because if I came to you you really was going to get it and I knew it wasn't fair to you you know what I'm saying so me my mind would be like I don't want to be bothered because I need to really process all of this from this one before I start dealing with somebody else because you're just going to get sliced out and it ain't so a lot of people a lot of women and sometimes probably men too you know they they some of them jump from relationship relationship because they call themselves trying to get over that past relationship so they figure if i get into a new relationship i can get over my past relationship looking for love it's like i I someone new to love me and i can love them looking for love in all the wrong places looking for love in too many faces looking for love yeah because like i was like one of those people like okay i couldn't just have sex with a random stranger like i couldn't just you know how like in a lot of people in this generation like night stands you know, one night stand it, they can just be like, look, you're hot, let's get it on. I, I don't even care if you look good. Like I have to be mentally and emotionally connected to you before I can have sex with you. Otherwise I'm instantly turned off or I feel gross. Like, it's like, I don't care how good you look, you can be sexy and hot, but it's just like something in me, I cannot, I could not have sex with someone that I feel mentally or emotionally bonded to in some way, shape, or form, which made things even harder for me when I got out of relationships and stuff like that, because I already connected to them mentally and emotionally before I even got involved with them physically. And so once, you know, I got that, you know, the, the penis, then it was just like a 
shot of I don't know cocaine or something and just <laughs> go straight. You being real, you being real graphic. That's a, that's a, that's a endorphin. That dopamine. Yeah, that dopamine. What she said that your fear, that euphoria, euphoria, that dopamine, or whatever. It was literally a high. Like it was literally a high. Yeah. Like how I, mean, I got that before. I, I got something else. I would literally get high, like lips numb, body like fully. But like if something, if it was a really, really, really. Yeah, good. and don't let it be really, really good. <laughs> because if it was really, really good, and then you trying to act cute like you don't want to give me none, now I'm mad. Like, okay, why are we even talking? If we're not here to have sex, then what is the point? Like a dope head now. I'm like, no, nah, I'm dope. I'm a doper. I was that a doper. Must, that must have had some high estrogen in your body or something. <laughs> I don't know because girl, I'll be having like you know chin hairs and mustache. There's a lot of testosterone. <laughs> I know when I was back in my day, I'd be like, "Don't let the cat out the bag," because then you go and she'd be like, "It's like then it's like then how dare you try to take my face away? Like what's wrong with you? Like come on, like let's let's be in agreement here." But you know, well, you know like, what? Because some people in sex, it's like a drug, and some people just, you know, I wasn't never a kind of person that really got into drugs. I never yeah, was really into alcohol and stuff. So I would say maybe sex was my 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 drug of choice. You could say, you know, kind of thing because you know, before I really and I ain't gonna lie, even after I received Jesus Christ in my life, but then I decided to do Teresa, you know, because you know I was in church and I was singing or whatever and then I made a mistake by slipping up <clears throat> one night and then once I said it's like a drug addict you get that first hit then you just want to continue continue Morning. continue smoking <laughs> you want to continue but, smoking well, that was good <laughs> yeah you know you want to continue like okay yeah let's do this again that, then that you'd be good. like fantasizing about it and it'd be like a whole week later and you still can't get it out your mind and you just like i have to get another hit i'm telling you, you know? sex can be like a drug it really can be yeah. And I, they, I call those like the, those crack penises. That's what I call it. <laughs> it's like, I call it the stupid penis. Because when you climb on it, you're smart, right? But when you, once the penis is finished with you and you get off, you left your brain right there with it. <laughs> you can't think for yourself. <laughs> so now you go around like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're chasing it. Now you're chasing it. Well, like you're chasing every, it. Like, oh my goodness. Like, you like, I'm for it. Okay. <laughs> I like, what was it like from coming to America? I like what you like. I like what you like. <laughs> I eat what you eat. Don't take it from you me. People like rock like a dog. You like, roof, roof. Big dog, roof, roof. <laughs> <laughs> but that's enough. Like, I'm, I'm even, I'm like, I'm even willing to share as long as it doesn't mess up me getting we, my, my time. Right. Like even your time with me. We can schedule this. We <laughs> so that was my whole, I had to ask God to really give me compassion in that area because for one thing, I ain't chasing it. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just not chasing it. 
I don't care how good it is. I just sit there and cry. And if you don't come back, <laughs> over. You. But you I, I'm just sitting here. I'm not gonna chase them more. I'm just gonna cry. And another thing, I ain't sharing it because it's good. No, because I'm not being second to no one. So if you Sometimes need to, you sharing and you don't know that you share. But mm -hmm. but when now, but they say this, sharing is caring. No, when I find out. You won't, I won't be sharing it with you. No, you can share it with whoever else you want to share with, but I won't be a part of it. That was my whole problem, and that was the reason why I divorced because I'm not he sharing. He said he's gonna start talking, he's gonna open the book of Solomon and be like, Girl, your breast is like, a, like a cool breeze on a summer day. <laughs> you know it's okay because you, it's supposed to be intoxicating, and it's biblical. It's no, biblical. what I'm saying is, see. Maybe something is wrong with me because let me tell you, I'm not going to say that I've never had good sex. I'm never going to say that, oh, he was good and I really, we always had great sex together. But my mind to me, it was like, okay, it was great. But if that's, if that's the fullness of me loving you, it's just because you have good sex. Then I used to look at myself and say, well, then something must be wrong with you, Heifer, because there's more to it than the sex. So sex has never been a driven point for me. That's why even if, I don't care how sexy he looks, I don't care how nice looking he looks, that is not going to turn me on only just because you look good and you're giving me good sex. There has to be something else. But you that, know what? Well, a lot of relationships that I have, it don't it don't never start off like okay let's have sex we're gonna just do this have sex it always start off friendly but we just have a conversation and somebody's cool you know talk to like a friend and then you just start talking and then y'all hanging the next thing you know like oh this person ain't so bad you know and then you be like then you be like, okay you not so bad oh he's kind of cute too and you be like hey girl I be like hey 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 you hey you hi you know, and that kind of thing. Be like, what you doing? Then you talk in and y'all laughing and be like, that's cool. And then next thing you know, then it comes to kiss. The kiss of death happens. And, and it's like the, the mafia kids, they kiss you and like you go, you, you know, then other things happen. The next thing you know, you're like, what happened? We're coming back over. <laughs> when are we going to do this again? It's a slow... It's and a slow, real-in kind of thing. And he is and imprisoned and locked up in his love, but it's <laughs> your own love because he's just the, the like where you at? And then you're crucified. I thought so you said he was coming by today. Hey, guess, look, guess who got a song? This guy. Guess who got a song about uh, her man? Is is her name is Heather Hartley? And they call he is. he is, and that song talk about. <laughs> yes, he is. No, no, no. What was it like? In my mind, oh, you will always be your lady because he done did something to her that she can't let go. He done moved on with another relationship, and she was like, "You still my boo. I'm still your girl." She was in he says he's everything he's the mind protector the joy bringer the love giver 
okay? Mm. She, she, I mean, she she she, she, she went down the whole list, of, and then after that, after she said he was all that. <laughs> then she said, "In my mind, you will always, I will always be your lady." Because then she went crazy. Yeah, she, she went did. crazy, and she was like, "I seen your mama the other day. She said you was going through a tough time." She was to help you with that tough time if you want me to. She was you know, I'm trying to always here for you. You get on and it. Bring, they bring all the body parts with you when you come. And we can talk to this. We can, we can go. We can do this. I can help you out with this. Because really, I'm still your girl. I'm still, I'm still your girl. So, so I don't think we ever broke up mentally. I think mentally we're still together. So. I don't know, but I got to tell you, in 17 years, I've only had one penis, and that's my husband's. All right. That's, that's a record for me. Y'all just don't even know. There's been plenty of men. Plenty of men. 17, wow. 17 years. And we're going to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary on uh, Saturday. It's our 15th wedding anniversary. And they're going to celebrate. They're going to open up the book of Solomon and be like, honey, <laughs> we're going to celebrate. Play. Yeah. We're gonna celebrate today on this anniversary, okay? Put the flowers all over the place. I'm gonna smell like cinnamon. That's gonna smell like cinnamon and the fresh, the fresh breeze of the ocean is gonna come across. Hey, you gonna tell her, come and eat, come and eat of this garden of love. <laughs> Put the plants in the room and speak with, with the, the, the cinnamon of spices. lavender. Yes, girl. That's right. And you yes, and him, because this that. Bible right here says he, and then that's his verse, and then it says she, and that's my verse, and we're gonna do something different. Like, this time. Baby, let's practice. Let's <laughs> practice. This. She said this is gonna be our foreplay right here. Oh, yes. But I have yes. a question. What? Did, what? Did, what happened? I have a question. Now, let's say if you was married, right? You was married, and say for some reason you and your spouse separated you separated and they live in another home you live in a home uh, is it okay that y'all still have sex yeah she said y'all still legally married yeah you i still, think that that you his body still belongs to you and your body still belongs to him well right. let, let, yeah let me let me explain something real quick because there was a time in our life in our relationship that it just went south um, I, and he left, you know, remember I had six kids before he came into my life. So mm -hmm. he didn't just marry me. He, he came into a family of seven mm -hmm. and then, and then a couple of years after we were together, we had our daughter. So the last one, the seventh child is our child. Yes. So there was some, mind you, I'm not serving the Lord when we, when we get here, you know, when we're in the, in some of the marriage and, and some of the time in some of our marriage, we weren't serving the Lord. We were just existing, living. And I knew that God exists. I knew Jesus and all that. So, so there was times that, you know, we, I, we, of course we didn't know the order. So I, I'm, I'm taking my kid's side. I'm taking, I'm taking on my kids, you know, it was my kids came before he did. Um, and that's because their dad passed away. So I'm the only parent alive. So you can't come between me and my kids. Mm -hmm. Now I know where my, where my space, my space is, but my place is, but he, he left, he left. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, if that's what you're going to do, I'm out of here. And he left. And I'm like, what? 
Yes. Um, and there were still times that we, like, that we had. That's right. Was, yeah. And that time, I never went outside of my marriage looking for that, you know, that other person to fill that void. Thank you, Jesus, that I never had to do that. Um, yeah. We still came to the point where we met up and whether we were here or we were, we went there or we went to a hotel, we still had sex. That's because that's what it was at that time. It was sex. You know, now it's a little different. We look at it, you know, we call it, I call it soul time because it's just me and him, you know, it's our place. That's, you know, and that's kind of what we did, but I did, we did have sex and yeah, now I know today it's not, that's what we just, you know, it's okay. It was okay. And I still think that, that it's okay, but he ain't going nowhere. But what do you do in a case like, let's say that you marry and let's say your husband is acting like he ain't married. Oh, bro. I was in that. We'd be having a funeral. <laughs> that's, that, and that's really what the, the Bible says about the, let the marital bed be undefiled by not committing adultery in any Yes, way. I was in that position. And it's I about it being undefiled. Don't defile your bed by tainting it with and sexual immorality because we were still married he was he was living with another woman and so uh it was like um well you know we done right right <laughs> it's pretty much done <laughs> and so i'm gonna go on and do the, the do the papers and do the papers that was the whole reason of doing the paperwork because it was never that we was just separating. You living in your own place, and I'm living in my own place. You left and laid up with another woman. Don't tell me you and this woman is not doing anything because I was born, but it wasn't yesterday. So, whether you was or was not, you was always you was all in the wrong and all the way to the left. So, I'm not trusting the fact that you're telling me you're not doing anything with this woman, but you're living in her home. I don't want to hear that. So because of the choice you decide to make, then I'm going to make the choice that I told you from the beginning. We do not share. I do not share my meat. Matter of fact, I love meat. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the day that you <laughs> share meat that belongs to me is the day that I would just get, I would be like, you will give it to whoever you want because I no longer want it. So that was the whole situation. In my case, I'm not. I'd rather for you to say, I don't love you no more. I think maybe we need to separate or divorce or whatever. You know, I'm not, I'd rather for you to say anything than for you to lay in my bed and then go around the corner and be with Mary Jane because me and you got a problem there. Because that means no, you, could, you I, I had, I had some things, you know, messed up in my life. <clears throat> this, my, my thought process was messed up a little bit. And I just want to share this with y'all. All right. So, I was messing around with, now I did receive Jesus Christ my Lord as my savior, but at this point in time in my life, I was doing Teresa. I, I still trusted the Lord. I believe that, you know, the Lord was still on my side when I was in the right. <laughs> and he covered me even in my wrong. Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> so I was saved, but wasn't following, following, doing what I was supposed to do as a safe person. So I saw messing around with this guy who was married, right? And everything. And he was married. And then something happened in his marriage. It 
wasn't totally me. They, it was already Rocky before I started messing around. That's how we started messing around. We started talking and everything else. And the match was already Rocky before me and him started messing around. And we was like friendly, just talking, you know, and things like that. Then next thing, one thing led to another and we wound up sleeping together and we started having relationships. And then, um, then the marriage, he was still with his wife and everything else. And she really didn't know about me. I knew about her, but she really didn't know about me until he finally left her, right? Then he finally left her and everything else. And we was together and everything and wound up getting pregnant. And then we actually wound up getting married, right? And so my brother said to me, you know, like my family didn't know the whole story about how me and him got together, didn't know the background story. So my brother said to me, you know, well, was saying something about in the sort of with the Lord, because me and Hawana splitting up because he he just liked cheating. <laughs> I realized he just liked cheating. It wasn't so mm-hmm. much of the marriage because of what she did. He was just a whole two, you know, maybe she might have been better mm-hmm. at the game, <laughs> but he was a whole two. So we had split. And then, you know, he was like, so my brother said, oh, the Lord will bring it back together. And I was like, the Lord is not going to bring it back together. I said, because for one, the Lord never put us together. So I was like, so, so he was like, what are you talking about? I said, because for one, when me and him hooked up, he was already married when me and him hooked up. So the Lord is not going to bring that and make that happen because the way we hooked up and got together from the beginning. So it was never a blessing from the door because of the simple fact how we got together. Mm -hmm. And so my brother was like, he got quiet. Yeah, because even though I knew that I was still in doing sinful things, I still had real. I still know. I didn't well, know the right the right order for for it and everything. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I knew that, and that's expect that we was not going to get back together because of the simple fact that uh, how we got together. But even after we split up, I did was still trying to make things work with him he was living with his mom i was living with me and the kids and um so we was then i realized like okay he just don't want he just don't he just a hoe put it that way he was just he just like sleeping around and even when you're trying to work things out you know you he said he trying to be your solomon and you didn't want to be on the bandwagon with the other girl no no, I did not. And then I was like, isn't that but isn't that funny? Because of the simple fact that I I messed around with you. So how can I get upset that you hey. cheated on me when you cheated with me or her? Like, isn't that like like screwy thinking? Like, okay, I'm not gonna settle for you cheating on me. But I'll but sleep with you for you to cheat on your wife. Ooh, because <laughs> Anytime you messing with a married man and he's married, but he's cheating with you, why don't you ever get a light bulb saying, well, if he's doing it to his wife and I'm the one he's cheating with, if I get with this dude, he's going to do the same thing to me. But people don't think that way. And I'd be saying to myself, that's her. That's not me. He would never me. That's the delusion this in 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 the sinful act loving over here yeah <laughs> different you always think that it's going to be something different and it doesn't and that's why when i was out there sinning before i knew jesus as my lord and savior i would never mess with a married man 
because I had had many a married men try to date me. And one married man, he said to me, because I told him, I said, you're a married man. I would never deal with you. I said, because I'm not married. And one day I want to be married. And I would, I would dread for my husband to be out here cheating on me with someone. And, and, and I don't know. I was like, that's a disrespect. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Like, even though, even though I may have been a sinner, but there were just some things I just did not want. I would not cross. I, I don't know where it was at. Maybe God just put it there in me. I don't know. But it just was something that I did not like. So he was trying so hard. And when I really said to him, years had passed and he was a rep for my job. He was a, he was one of our uh, uh, union reps. And years had passed, and one day I seen him, and he was, and I really forgot the man's name, but he remembered me, and he was like, hey, Lisa, and I was like, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, you know, I always remember people's faces, I don't never know their name, and I'm saying to my mom, oh, yeah, I know your face, who the heck are you? Know? So he, he remember, you know, so, so I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And he said to me, and I, it brought tears to my eyes. He said, you, he said, how you been? I said, you know, we went through all that. And then he, and I still wasn't married yet when I seen him. And so he said, you know, I want to say something to you. And I said, what? He said, out of everyone, he said, you know, I was trying to get with you, right? So I said, yeah, but you was married. He said, but I respect you for that. And I never forgot you. He yes. said, out of everyone, he said, and I wasn't doing right by my wife. He said, but me and my wife is still together. He said, but I respect you because what you said to me, it made me look at me and look at what I was doing in my marriage. And he said, and it kept me and made me go and do the right thing concerning my marriage. So I looked at him. He said, you are a good woman. He said, and I'm going to tell you something. He said, I'll never forget you. And so I was like, you know, you know, I just shook it off. But when I turned around, like, it brought tears to my eyes because I was like, no, I'm go home to your wife because I don't play with marriage. Like, no. And I don't deal with men that's laying up with women's either. Oh, you got a girlfriend? Oh, well, did you keep it? Keep it moving because I don't want to be bothered with you because I always had that respect. It was like I always, always, always put myself in that person's shoe. It was like, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. You, and this heifer trying to get with you and she don't care that you got a woman or you married. That, you know, I always put myself in that position. So I always felt like, no, I, I would not do that. And I wasn't perfect. I'd be out there mm-hmm. doing I'm not, I'm not going to mess. If I find out you married, you got to go. If I find out you got a woman, because you know, men's lie. Oh, no, I ain't married. Men's lie. I know why. Some of them, they like to. And they say if that man, they separated and they in the middle of yeah. getting a divorce. Would you? I'm not saying about sex, but would y'all? Would you date him? No, no. I'm not. It was, he has to show me some papers, cause I'm not. I don't want to hear that that you and them sep- y- y'all separate when you get well. When you get the divorce, we are. Bring me the papers so I can see him. Remain. We can remain friends until then. And matter of fact, we ain't gonna be friends too much because don't be calling me every day. Mm-mm. Don't be call- no, don't be call- because see, I know that's right. But, but sister Lisa, I need some prayer. I want you to pray for me. No, pray well, for me, girl. Send me a text because let me tell you, 
and they be trying to weigh you down. Look, don't be deceived, because like God said, because I'm not, don't be deceived by the enemy, because I'm like, not like, because it doesn't come in like a look, you know. Sarah, yeah. he gonna bring out Solomon salt. He's like, girl, yeah. your breast is like you the know, ocean breeze. Like you know, because you're gazelles leaping you, in the field. You, of my heart. You're a woman, and you the only woman. I don't, don't want to hear nothing. That's a mm -mm, mm. going back home to your wife. Get the divorce. Your young people learns today. You can either save families or be the side hoe. <laughs> Make a decision. <laughs> you know, she a <laughs> But you know what? There's a lot of women that's okay being that side please. chick. And I, you know, I, a lot of If I'm not number one in the one, get your own. <laughs> I know. One thing I will say, I don't care how I, I could never, you know, besides the fact that I, you know, the occasions where I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I always felt that too. I never wanted to be, I never wanted to be that side chick or somebody's mistress kind of thing. I never did. You know, I'm not going to say like, you know, you start talking off with these conversations and then conversations lead into something else. And that's the whole problem. Start having conversations because especially when you already know if they are not totally, totally available, start having these conversations because conversations do lead up. It do to things that should not lead up to me. Right? I'm gonna tell you what happened to me. I was working with this. I, I wasn't working with the guy, but the job that I was doing, we used to have drivers, and they used to take us because I did home care, and so they used to take us to different. You know, they had like six cars, and they did different areas in uh, in the metropolitan where I was at in New Jersey. So I had one. Guy. He wasn't my driver, but sometimes they would meet up with one another to get us to another case. So, you know, I would end up getting in the car with this guy and um, and he was a married guy, but see, he used to be in the streets selling drugs. Then he got with this girl and she got pregnant, so they got married, but you know, he still had that little slick, you know, he still had that hustle, like, you know, the street guy, you know, all the females on me. And, and so, we became, you know, we were friends. Like I wasn't looking at him as a lover, but we were just talking that I was born again and I was going to church and I used to tell him a lot of things. I'd be like, look, you need to stop playing games because you're a married man and you, you know, you doing little things and he'd be like, ah, Lise, come on. You know, I'd be like, look, I'm going to pray for you. I even got him a Bible one day and, and put a scripture and it gave it to him, right? But like you said, talk, talk, talk. Now, me and him used to ride together and talk, and we used to have these little intimate talks sometimes. But I, my whole, my whole motive and my heart was always really just telling him about the love of God and like he needed to clean it up. But even through that, the soul tie became between me and him, and it was. I, and even though we never, we never kissed, we never did anything, but I found myself like gravitating to this man. Mm -hmm. That's how I read that book with Miles Rose, so tired. Cause I kept saying, okay, Lord, something is wrong. Cause you know, I knew something was wrong. Cause 
I was like, I can feel it. Now, I feel it, Lord. Ain't no need to deny. Something is wrong here. And, and I don't know who gave me the book or how I got the book, but I think someone in the church gave me the book. And I started reading and I was like, oh, Lord. It was like, it was just slapping me. Issue, issue, issue. You got a soul tied with this man. And let me tell you, it was strong. It was so strong. Let me tell you how I had to loose myself from it. It was so strong that back then, that's when cell your phones first start coming out and everything. My son had one. It wasn't even on, right? I used to bring the cell phone because when he would come, like it was just like a, it was like a pull. Mm -hmm. I used to get on the cell phone, acting like I'm talking to somebody and walk in the opposite direction so I wouldn't see him. And I would ignore him. And he used to call him. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. Well. But I wouldn't even be on the phone with nobody. I swear I wasn't on the phone with nobody. The phone wasn't even on. But I used to, I'm telling you, I did this stuff and I prayed until it broke. I had to, it had to break in me because I knew, and he said to me, he was like, oh, why you be so distant? You know, like, are you, what you mad at me? So I was like, no, but let me tell you what happened. He was messing with a girl on the job who knew me and him was close. So she thought me and him was messing. We wasn't. She called me up, got my number from somebody to call me up to tell me how him and her is dating and this and that. And I was like, I thought I was in a movie. Because I was like, <laughs> the lifetime story, yeah. Because, and then when I got, I didn't even say anything, but when I got off the phone, I said, Well, it, I don't care about you and him being together because he a married man. Me and him ain't dating, he just my friend. But because I had a, a soul tie to him, it did bother she felt me. It, she felt it too, though. It bothered me, but that, I'm telling you, I had to break that thing off of me, right? When God broke it off of me, what happened was the job kind of like stopped doing what we were doing, but we was just doing like livings. And they asked me to do a living, and he was the one that came to got me to take me to the living. But by then I had I had them broke the tide off of me. Not just that, he was involved with her and got involved with another woman and was living with her. He oh, had he was, going to, he was going to do everybody at work. That's his wife. The other girl. <laughs> me both the girl he was living with so she even like tried to let me know that they was a couple and I was like okay but I you know all right so he ended up coming to get me so me and him going to this place we driving so he was like what's it? he said I ain't seen you in a long time Lisa what's going on I said oh I'm fine or whatever but we had a conversation the last time we talked and I told him I said the next time I see you I'm gonna be married and so he was like, what you talking about? I said, yeah, I'm going to be married, right? I was speaking something I didn't even know. Okay, so when I seen him this time, I wasn't married yet. But me and him got to talking about the relationships he was involved. Like, God just spoke to me through him. Like, I never really was trying to be intimate with him. But I did start to get attached to him. So we had this long talk and I really told him and I told him everything what God was laying on my heart. He cried in the car and he said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, you know what? He said, 
I'm just going to be real. And he really told me everything that happened between him and these women. And I told him, I said, but I, I don't even want to say the name. But anyway, I was like, I told the person, I was like, look, you got to get in your Bible. You got to get yourself right. I said, because you're a married man. And if you and your wife is not divorced, everything you doing, it's not a God. And he ain't pleased with you. Right. You know, eventually, I really believe that him and the wife got back together. Praise the Lord. Years later, years later, I done got married, right? I'm on my way to work. Of My phone ring, my cell phone ring, because he had my cell number. But I forgot about this man, really. So my, I said, who is this calling me? So I'm like, hello? So he was like, hey, Lisa, what's up? And I'm like, who this? He says his name. So I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? So he was like, what you doing? He was like, um, I want to meet up with you. So I was like, look, sweetheart, um, we can't do that. I was like, is you with your wife? So he was like, yeah, you know, I just want to get, I said, well, I'm married. And, you know, I can't do that. So he was like, oh, get out of here. Oh, you told me you would. I said, well, it happened. So I was like, but I'm Well, glad. it happened. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I'm glad everything is working out for you and everything. And that was the last time I spoke to him. But I'm just saying, like, you can get yourself into a position where you do, like she said, just talking to people. And those those connections or emotions uh -huh. will bring you spiritually in the spirit realm. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it was a spiritual fight for me. Yeah. And I'm to pretend. It's, called, it's called temptation and literally like the term it like really means to train to chain and drag yes so it was like like something just pulling you that changed you and then just drag you into every time it came around it was like okay that's how it happens you start off with pretty hey how you doing how's life and you know that kind of stuff you start off with a conversation that you know more conversation be like oh that's my dude they be like yeah that's my girl we like besties you know and then that's you know you know what he told me when we had the conversation about him and the other women he said I, he said lisa out of everyone i would have never tried it with you and i said why he said because you're a good girl and I used to say, sometimes I used to say to the Lord, but why people keep saying that about me? Oh my goodness, I could be bad. She <laughs> <laughs> said, my name is Lisa. Scudder if you're nasty. She <laughs> like, called Miss Scudder. They was like, because you were a good girl. But then you know what the Lord led me to know? He was like, it's not they saying like, you don't do nothing wrong. It's just that your heart towards them wasn't the way these other females, because I didn't, you know, my heart wasn't that way. And that was something mm. used to always say to me. He said, Lisa, you have a heart and you, you need to, you, I want you to protect it. He said, because the enemy comes for your heart because you have a heart for people. And, and he comes, and I'm telling you, at, when I deal with folks, that's what I keep telling you. I be having these sidebars with the Lord because you know the enemy be trying to make that heart just close up and say, kill everybody, let's just kill them all and just say, like Cain did, am I my brother keeper? 
why you keep asking me what about what but that's, that's like that too with, with relationships like when you not saved and you're going through these relationships and stuff like that it it, it messes with your heart as well you know and it, it deals with your heart so even once you get saved and you um receive jesus christ in your life as your lord and savior you have to go do some deliverance because you're still carrying those things in your yeah. in your heart and in your relationships and um that will cause or bring up issues or build up walls or you be like you not knowing that okay because of your past hurts and your past relationship you'll build up a wall be like well i'm gonna leave you before you get a chance to leave me kind of thing yeah. or you know the first time of they're not doing like, like you relationship going bad it's like <laughs> i'm gonna get out of there before mm -hmm. you objection <laughs> in a in that orphan spirit i was talking about with you miss liza earlier that's that what was, it is mm -hmm. you're not was, gonna leave me i'm gonna leave you before you but that yeah. was even when i was married like when me and my husband got married, like, yeah, I seen traits that it was like, foo, 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 like the siren. And I told the Lord, oh, I got to go. This was a mistake. What do we got to do to correct this? Because I need to be out. I'm telling you. And the Lord caught me on that little long walk going down to that corner and wait for my bus to go to work. And he said, oh, no, honey. We going to Cause I don't even think I sought the Lord. I would have been like, "Dude, it's done." Okay, so you good? Cause he had he had the right one. He had the right one. I'm sorry, to be honest. I would have just told the Lord what was going to happen. I was like, "He leaving today. He leaving out of here today. That stuff gonna be packed, and he gonna be gone to So he had the right one. Cause he told me, and I was sorry. He said, you can't. He said, Lisa, you have been taught the word and you've been taught a lot. And today you're going to have to live everything you've been taught. And I was crying like a baby. I was on the corner at 6.30 in the morning. I would have like one because he would have been out of my house. Crying. <laughs> I would have been sleeping like a baby real good. I was <laughs> I I gone. Said, me, Lord. <laughs> me, Lord. <laughs> Lisa, your bus is coming because I was really fighting with, you know, like, who was it? Jacob saying, I ain't going to let you go till you bless me. I was like, Lord, I ain't letting you go till you get me out of this. And he was like, not so. My grace. Oh, he told you like he told Adam and Eve, not until 5,500 5, years will you be able to come back to the garden, to the to Eden. <laughs> he said, he going to do you like he told Adam and Eve. You go, I'm sorry. You're like, sorry, my daughter. He woe is me. <laughs> I, was, I was crying. He kept crying till you died. He brought you right back. He said, sorry, daughter. It's not happening. I have a question for you. Yes. I cried. What made you even pick this topic? Sex. Well, the reason why I picked the topics that I picked for I Woman Power Wednesday is because uh, I like to talk about things that you don't normally we're here over the pulpit you know kind of things you know as christians you know a lot of people don't want to talk about sex the only thing they want to talk about is um the lord's gonna bless you you know mm -hmm. just keep holding on keep the faith and you know it's gonna turn around um the midnight hour is gonna come that kind of thing but people deal with more issues than just that Excuse you know me. kind of thing 
was. But why he and then said that? She said they can always sell you to hold on and wait, but you got a thigh laying up beside you. Right. And so, and that's the whole, and that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people is not being taught. What, what should I do in this situation? You know what I'm saying? Because people in the pulpit is not talking about it. You know, they don't talk about it in Bible study. You know, that's, this is all part of life and it's all part of God's word as well. So that's the reason why I pick. And then a lot of people go through a lot of things, but nobody wants to talk about about these subjects. You know what I'm saying? They all want to talk about sis, hold on. You know, sis, don't, you know, or brother, you know, don't worry. God got a man for you. Okay, but what you going to do when you when you get him? Or do bring that man to you and you still not right mentally yourself or that kind of thing. Did you oh, do God gonna mean the Lord is getting that mate prepared for you. But then what about you not prepared for that mate when that may come right. because you're still holding on right. um things that happen to you sexually or you still got bitterness or you're still feeling rejected or things like that. So I like to talk about those subjects that the people in the pulpit would not want to talk about. What happened when you just saying, I just want a man to hold me, Lord? Right. And when I hold it, go to the answer. He's doing more than just holding you. You know what I think? Holy Spirit, just hug me, please. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. What do you do when you are in the bed and you save and you hold? You saving yourself for that man that the Lord got, but because of the simple fact you have past relationships where you was having sex and things like that, and them urges come up, and yeah. you land in your bed, mind your own business, and you you know whatever, and the next thing you know, you uh start thinking, and then like urges come, and then what do you do? Okay, you gotta know that. You you do have to pray. You gotta you know because there's time. Look, I ain't been with nobody in in a long time you know what i'm saying and my thing is you know them urges still come but you know i'll be like lord you know i'm trying to do the right thing i want to do the right thing so i need your help i need your help on this you know i have been with people before saved and unsaved you know i've been married before so i know what it's like to be with somebody sexually or whatever the case may be so and lord these urges are happening and they're happening right now. And you know they happen right now. And I need your help. That's and right. right now, a cold shower is not helping it. It's not getting rid of that throbbing feeling that I feel. You know, things like that. And Come on, sister. That's right. So you know what? What do I need to do? I need to pick up my word. I do need to pray. I need to listen to something. I need to get something to get that off my mind to help me from not going to lay down with that man that don't belong to me, that the Lord did not give me. Yeah, so, I would say like find what what that what that trigger is too. What it what is that's making you want it? Because sometimes like it's your stress in areas because especially if that was a way that we dealt with stress or frustration and stuff, that was the way that we got our. It was a stress reliever. Relaxing. He is a stress reliever. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a way of dealing with like loneliness or sadness. Like we use sex or intimacy for comfort. A lot of people do use sex to cope with situations. It could be triggered. It wasn't that to me. That's why I told my sister, I used to think when I got divorced, I used to say, oh, I'm going to be married again. 
But you know, as time keep going by, I be telling her, child, I be wearing my own stuff. I be saying to my son, Mm-mm, don't want to do that. I be saying the same thing too. I be like, like I be like, I mean, Lord, you know, I thank you for the husband you have. That may he, you know, have your yeah. heart and you know, and all that kind of stuff. A man who loves his family as Christ loves the church. Then I be saying, then on the other hand, I be like, well, Lord, I do like having my bed to myself. Myself, I can just, I like, I like the fact that I can get up in the morning and be like, babe, what you cooking? I'm not cooking anything because I'm not hungry. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, so sometimes Some like, people are called to singleness, and maybe that's yeah. the Lord mm-hmm. is right now. I mean, I have been married. I have kids. I've been married twice. Actually, yeah, I, I have kids. Journey. I have. A few, you know, relationships outside, inside of Christ kind of thing. So I've been there, done that. And I'm thinking, do I really want to do it again? That's the whole thing, you know. That should be a subject too. Do I really want to do this again? I'll be like Tyler Perry. Why did I get married the first, second, and third time? (laughs) You know what? Because I went went through that, like, when... um, you know, this was actually like Chris asked me to marry him, and I was like, "Do I want to do this again?" <laughs> like, like, like I was like, you know what? I think I might be like kind of enjoying my singleness. Like, I don't know if I want to give that up. And and that's what they say: the best thing to do, especially if you have relationships and it's done. And they said, spend some time alone with I yourself. Am. Yeah, with yourself. Just come along with yourself. And when you are, when you can actually date your own self. That's right. Then maybe you can be That's ready for a relationship. And I you're not just hopping from relationship, 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 trying to get fulfilled because you are fulfilled enough by yeah. yourself. That kind yeah. of thing. And you know, and then you know that you're not just hopping into a relationship. Could you want to be a relationship? Could you spend some time alone with yourself that you can actually have a real conversation with somebody and be like, okay, you know, this is somebody that we could just conversate with. I could conversate with, talk to, we hang out, we could, you know, go to church with, and but I'm good. I, and I and it's so funny that you say because you know I was going to this church and um, one of these guys from the church was like me. Mind you, he was married, right? And he used to inbox me on Facebook. And he said to me, and he was trying to holler out, and I'm like, I'm good. And then he was like, uh, and I'm like, aren't you married? I was like, why don't you try some things with your wife? Maybe, you know, try some, stop, you know, inboxing me. So then he was like, well, don't you get lonely? I said, no, because I'm good by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm good by myself. No, but I'm see, good. The hunter, the devil's always hunting. He always out there looking to devour you. But my whole thing is like, he's gonna I get his own self devout because he wasn't yeah. gonna, Teresa been there, Be- done that, then then did the uh, uh, mess with the married man, did that already. That's right. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I, learned my I already lesson. did that. Been there, then did the the man that was married already and was cheating uh-huh. on his wife. They did that. <laughs> to be happy with me. Like I told her, I, I'm fine with me. If I, if I want to travel, I could travel. I go get my sister if I'm lonely. Come on, let's go go travel somewhere right. again. You know, or I go. I need to be happy with me because right. my yeah. first is that they tell you that marriage is a ministry, and really, when God is putting you and your mate together, it's because y'all are going to enhance each other's life to do the work that God has called both of y'all to do, because. He's putting you together so that 
the call that you're you like that person like when it comes together it's going to enhance each other so you can do what god has called for you to do okay right, right. because it's fruit, being fruitful and multiplying that doesn't just mean having sex, sex. right yes. so right. you got me you're so busy laying down sleeping with people and you're not doing god's work because you ain't telling yeah. nobody about the lord if you ain't down in the bed with somebody else's bed so you guys proposed to come together and produce something in the earth right you know? Because you're, you're not just children. Your job is not just children. Cause you got to think they, they did. He set Eve into his life to help him work and children were not there. Children yes. weren't there. It was to help him to carry out God's purpose. That's yeah. what you're called to because eventually the children will leave. You mm -hmm. know, and this is something that single women really need to, to really think of when they are trying to get married and they already have, you know, children from other people, whatever the case might be, because the child came before the, the, the spouse, before the husband. And so you have that loyalty, you know, arranged wrong because eventually them kids going to leave and they're going to have their own spouses. They're going to be yeah. raising their own family. You are called to do life with that man. Yes, but right. now, Asia, I hate to cut it off because this subject, you know, we could talk all day about this subject, but you know, Facebook after a while, Facebook be like, we tired of hearing y'all and we'll, we'll disconnect yep. us. <laughs> so, but, but so we can have a part two about this, but we could go into like relationship when you're single and dating kind of thing, or we could do a part two to this, but as of right now, we are going to end it. And I want to um, thank Liza for joining up with us and hanging out with us today, talking about this subject. I hope she come back again and hang out with us again another time. I enjoy it. We want to thank Facebook. People, enjoy you. The Facebook people, our Facebook friends and family for joining us today on this topic. Let's talk about sex. Come back again. We every we here every third Wednesday of the month at 12 noon. If our time change, we will give you ahead of time. Uh, we'll let you know ahead of time if we decide to change the time again. But for now, this is where we are. And you can always tune in to us when we do our Kingdom Conversations and our Getting Intimate with KWE. You can subscribe to us. You can follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow us here on Facebook or Instagram. We do have Twitter, but not so much. We are there, but we are here on Facebook constantly all the time. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next month. And happy holidays for those that don't join us again, but happy holidays to you. And we hope to see you again here on um, Women of Power Wednesday. For your hump day treat. <laughs> your hump day treat. Thank you guys for joining. Have a great day. Thanks, ladies. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, God.